Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Guess who's back? Back, back again. again. Chantel's back. It was From awesome. Hawaii. What did you? Was what was awesome. your highlight? What was the highlight? Um, highlight uh, was just the views. If you know did what they I put mean. A- did you get laid? <laughs> no, thank God. No, I would have they been didn't mortified. Put a lay on you? No, I would they have been mortified. No. Did it smell oh. like um Caligon? Take me away. Yeah, actually. Lion breeze. Did it really? Did no. It? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it smelled like ocean air, like warm, salty air. Yeah. It was warm and nice and sunny. And salty. And salty. Like a taffy. Mm, sure. <laughs> it was drying. It was drying. Aww, that's like, good. I'm so happy. And you have a tan. You showed me. You have a tan. Yes. We'll say you, that. Because you're pasty. Yeah. And now you're yeah. just like a step up. Yes. Just slightly. Like you tan. got a little more life in you. Just a tad. Yeah. Just a tad. Looks good. Looking what good, did you good. read in Hawaii? I read um, a plea for constant motion. Did you read the whole dang thing? I read it all by Paul Carlucci. Carlucci. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Was it good? It, it was, um, it's a good, it's a, a, bu- a book of short stories. So oh. um that was it was easy to like kind of consume in bits and pieces which was mm-hmm, nice mm-hmm. because yeah, like nice. y- yeah you'd get on a plane and then be like oh shoot okay I've got to get here but like you've already finished a story you don't need to like finish in the middle of something right or like remember what was happening like what was happening? yeah so <laughs> yeah that was good and he is Canadian he must be because like he was referencing like places in Toronto in the short stories Toronto Toronto and I even think he said something about Muskoka what yeah so but the subject matter is pretty deep dark kind of stuff so So would you have put it down if you brought other book options on your Kobo I uploaded all of my books (gasps) what (laughs) I'm I'm sorry what I did do that. What? I did it. Oh my god! I'm so They're all on you. there. They're but now you're going to read there. them al- alphabetically, aren't you? No, no, I'm not going to. Are you no. sure? Because I'm pretty sure a plea <gasps> for constant motion I was know. a. <laughs> I know it was just the easiest one to grab, but I'm glad I read it. <laughs> it was I thought like, of that when I saw on Goodreads you were reading it. I'm like, break. She's doing it. She's going no. alphabetical. No, I'm not doing it. Because the next book I'm reading is The Girl on the Train by Paula Hawkins. So no, I'm not doing that. Good. But is the next book you're reading a physical book? (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
This is true. Yes. Yes. It is a yes. book that is here yeah. on my night. So um, book club babes, if the next book that Chantal is reading has an A or B starting <laughs> title, we need to be worried. <laughs> she's going alphabetically. I'm starting a spiral. It's fine. You need to go. You need to go by what your heart wants. Yes. I'm going to read um, after I read the girl on the train. I want to read the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo faux show. Oh yeah. That was good. Shelby read it. She said it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Yeah. I like that nice, one. Nice, nice, nice. Um, I didn't read that much while you were away, but I read a book. Oh um, yeah. I read a book called Clara and the sun. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say this author's name. It's like Kaz- Kazu. Oh fuck, I don't know. Kazu Ishiguro. Okay. The author has won previously um, a Nobel Prize in literature. So I okay. was like, "That sounds legit." This person is smart. Mort, yes, they must know what they're doing. Sorry, I just dropped everything. Oh my god, I'm so. What did you just drop? What happened? Ah! Are you okay? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just dropped like (laughs) my book, my phone, my phone like bounced off my ankle. It hurt. Oh my! Did you break it? Did you break your ankle? No, no, no. I haven't joined the broken foot club. (laughs) It's not fun. No. I want out. Book club babes. Book club, club babes. No, except we probably make a lot of money be. off. We'd Ew. make a lot of money off of that, probably. True. We could get all of the book clubs together and start book club babes and then just distribute the wealth. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, if you're in, let us know. Broken yeah. toes and ankles only. <laughs> um. Hey. Anyway, okay. So I read Clara and the Sun. It was about like, uh, it had like an AI vibe to it. It was readable, but a little bit like anticlimactic. But I liked it. Like I read it. Mm-hmm. I didn't stop it, so that was good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started a book that has been highly hyped, and oh. I didn't even. I think I got like thirty pages in, and I was like, "Fuck this book!" and stopped reading it controversial okay. I know I didn't like it um survive okay. the night by Riley Sager oh yes I wanted to read that I know Uh-oh. I saw Uh-oh. that it was on your want to read list too I just maybe you'll like it but I just hated the author's writing style and Ooh. it felt so fake and like just not fluid it was hard to read and I was like garbage or as Chantal would say, trash. trash, trash, straight up trash. And so then I picked up The Maidens by mm-hmm. Alex, whatever you say, however you say his last name, Michelades, Michelinas. He wrote, sure, Maca- Macarena, Macarena. Yep. Hey, Macarena. Woo. Anyway, he also wrote The Silent Patient. Did you read mm. that one? No, but I was. What was I recently? watch something about that maybe somebody was uh reviewing it or something and I heard that it was really good the silent and you told me good yeah yeah you told me good too that's pretty good so anyway I'm reading this other book by him and Mm -hmm. yeah I haven't put it like I'm not like dying to read it but um I also haven't put it in the trash yet so no trash no trash and also the rose code oh yeah 
Hell yeah. What are you thinking about it? I I love it so far, <gasps> but I love like a strong female and I like the historical aspect of it. And I was worried reading. I was hoping, how are you feeling? So I don't like the historical aspect of it, <laughs> but I fucking love the characters. Like mm-hmm. I love, especially even just in this first quarter, the character mm-hmm. development is unreal. Like it's, yes. you fall in love with these women. women like yes. they're just all so cool and unique in their own mm-hmm. ways. Like I, mm-hmm. I love, I, yeah. So I'm enjoying it. Okay. I have good, to say, good. But holy crap, it's long. It's like a 10 hour book. Yes. I went and looked last night. I'm like trying to like get finished up. And then I'm like, then I looked at the page numbers and I was like 555 pages. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, wow. I know. It's good. I didn't realize it was so long. I didn't I realize it was so long until I severely underestimated how much time I would need to read it when I sat down on Sunday and was like, I'll just spend an hour reading the book. And I was like, oh my God, I need more time. <laughs> it's a thicky thick book. It's a thicky yeah, thick yeah, book. Yeah. Okay, That's should we talk about it? With ebooks. Um, yeah. No, I thought that maybe we could just like not talk about it. And- okay. That's just that's a wrap. Okay. <laughs> bye. See you next week. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about it. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about it. So this week we're reading obviously the Rose Code by Kate Quinn, and this is the first week we're reading chapters one, or I guess the prologue. There's a prologue, I think. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. To. 21 we oui, we oui, madame and there is a lot we gotta a like lot. skim over some stuff for sure yeah 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 holy crud but do you want to start do you want to go uh yeah sure I've got my notes split up over like two different note taking styles physical and on my phone so bear with me what oh you crazy that doesn't seem uh, is it because you're planning plane reading yes yes why didn't you just we, stick to them all on your phone? Because I didn't like it on my phone. <laughs> I'm a I pen like and paper. It. I'm a pen and paper type gal. I like it. I find I can write my thoughts down quicker on the phone. Oh no. I feel like I can drop my notes down in like my messy long hand and then just be like, um, what, uh, what does that mean? Caitlin? <laughs> you're like, I, and then I cut it all whisper to yourself. You're like, I yeah. What? Yes, that's exactly what happens. And I cut it out and I make myself sound a little bit smarter. And then, yeah, you just sound so smart. You're like, yeah. And I knew because I'm so intuitive. (laughs) (laughs) All right, 1947 London. Take us back. Yes. Take us way back, way back in the day. So um it's November 8th 1947 in London and um an Enigma machine arrived to Osla Kendall who's a 26 year old woman and we find out that she works for the Tattler which we later find out is like um a kind of like a gossip brag I guess Uh and um she's like kind of reflecting and she's disgusted by the article that she is on the front page news stating that um she wrote this article called 12 days till the until the wedding of the century what are you gonna wear Mm -hmm. so yes she's kind of like rolling her eyes at at herself um 
we find and out she, the content. Yes, the content as well. Um, she is, um, like I said, a young woman. She's living by herself. Um, we find out that this royal wedding that's happening in 12 days is between Princess Ale- mm-hmm. Elizabeth, Alexandra Mary, and Lieutenant Philip Montbatten. Mm-hmm. He's a former prince of do, Greece. Do, do, do. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people are um, hyping up the wedding because it's symbolizing a um, like dawn of a new age post-war, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, she honorably served in the war, but she can't ever talk about it ever mm-hmm. which you're like you kind of know what it's the book's about but yes then I was also like but what did you do like yes you know yes you know? so at first I'm thinking that she's a spy because I'm like I knew that the same woman wrote the Alice Network Alice Network right yes yeah, yeah. yes so I'm like oh it's going to be another spy novel but maybe maybe it's going to be I don't know but um the work that they're doing is obviously secret <clears throat> Um, super top secret secret super secret secret um she's engaged but she doesn't really go into it at this point we find out Mm -hmm. a little bit later why she doesn't really go into it there Um, i know it sounds terrible it does sound awful yeah don't don't Um, do that (laughs) although an emerald engagement ring would probably Mm be yeah that wouldn't be too bad actually yeah I mean, that. maybe that's why. Yeah, exactly. Just keep that part. <laughs> Just keep that. <laughs> um, she's um kind of trying to like chin up, like keep her chin up, saying like she has no reason to be sad. Like she's a young woman with a job, um, making her own money, um, and that the business with Philip was years ago. So then mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, la la. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, who's what's going on with her and Philip? Obviously, now I'm like, want to know. And mm. in her mail is a note of scribbled nonsense. And yeah, she needs to decipher it. Yes, yes. There was no clues with it other than it was on a pad from Clockwell Sanitarium. Doo, doo, mm-hmm. doo. So she gets the letter in the mail, like you just said. Um, she goes and calls someone. We don't know who another mm-hmm. woman who is apparently in a trio with her. So now we know there are three women relate, like somehow related, not like, like just having a yes. relationship yeah. somehow. Yes. And she tells the woman who answers the phone that it's from her. And we don't know who that is. Um, and then we also find out that that her has been in an asylum for three and a half years. So it's very like, um, secretive like you don't know what's going on it was kind of confusing Mm -hmm. at first because I'm like what Mm -hmm. the fuck and we don't really meet the third person until quite a bit later so it was very confusing yes um and we don't find out what the message says until way way later too so you're like what is that your panties in a knot (laughs) I hate that (laughs) phrase I hate that phrase (laughs) I'm keeping it in anyway (laughs) all right but just know I don't use that on the regular Mm -hmm. I'm cutting this part out. It's scrummy. It's scrummy. (laughs) 
it's a scrummy phrase um okay the message that she deciphered is like it seems somehow accusatory um and we also find out that that trio they were all friends during the war and now they aren't like it's all very vague mm-hmm. um and whatever reason the woman who's at clock well is hoping that the two other women believe her mm-hmm. so that's kind of how that chapter ends then we go back in time eight years ago mm-hmm. which doesn't seem like a lot of time when you like read it but then when you think about eight years in your life it like is quite a bit of time yeah. like eight years ago I was totally different than who I am now it's crazy mm-hmm. okay so then we meet Mab is that how you would say her name yes yeah okay I was also thinking that it was how did you say it? I was thinking that it was Osla. Osla, yeah, she, that's what. Yeah, that way. Okay, because she says her she was named after Oslo, like later on. Yeah. So I yes. assume that was just Oslo. I don't know. Okay. Then we meet Mab. She is on a quest to read the top one hundred books that. Okay, I didn't write down the exact. Do you know what the oh, exact yes. list is top, called? Top one hundred books for well-read women. For well-read women. So she's going through the list. There's a lot of like literature. Um, references that I haven't personally read I you just know what they are yeah so she talks about that a lot I didn't I don't really reference them because I don't really care um you wouldn't like any out- of them I I can guarantee <laughs> <laughs> oh through the looking glass I've read that one but I mean it's not it wasn't anyway anyway <laughs> So Mab has a younger sister named Lucy, who it seems that she's quite close with. Um, we also find out that her full name is Ma- Mabel. Mm-hmm. Mabel Chert. Yeah. Um, but she wants to go by Mab. She's kind of hoping to like make this better life for herself. Like she's studying the list of books. She's reading magazines. She like studies how when she's out, like how women of like, influence uh, carry themselves and what they say and what they do so she's really trying to like escape the life that she was born into really yes yeah Um, and I admire I admire that about her a lot like she knows what she wants she doesn't want to be um well her mom did end up taking her out of school but she doesn't want to be um, Lucy to be that way, like having to leave school at 14 to start working and, and that kind of totally. thing. Yeah. At first I wasn't totally sure about her. Um, her character came across as a little like bitter at mm. first, which isn't my favorite, but later on we definitely learned that she's just like a strong willed woman. And yes. I love, like, I love that. I love her now. Mm-hmm. Um, So she's sort of, again, like you said, with Lucy trying to make it so that she doesn't have to live the same sort of life and she doesn't want to end up like how her mother is and her mother refuses to leave the little town, even though it's being overtaken by war and all the shit. So she's thinking about what positions she could find for herself to serve the country during the war because she feels like she wants to be able to do that. Um, and she also kind of mentions that she knows the war will bring change. And the vibe I got was that she was kind of looking forward to that, like maybe mm-hmm. an opportunity for her to get out, which. Mm-hmm. So then we learn a bit about Osla and 
she is in need of a job because her mother shipped her off to Montreal to live with her cousins. Mm -hmm. Um, but she hated it there and she found her way home kind of like by manipulating (laughs) and fudging and a little bit of fraud along the way, which I mean, good for her. So she's found her way home, but she now obviously needs something to do. And to work. So yeah. she and her friend, um, Sally Norton mm-hmm. are working on airplanes for the war. Mm-hmm. And it sounds pretty awful because they <laughs> only get 24 hours off every eight days. And like, it's like a lot of physical labor. Like they're like completely like got metal shards in their hair and all over their bodies. When they like leave, but it also kind of sounds like because we, we we do learn later and sort of in the beginning chapters that Osla is like a Oz, Osla is a woman of um like she's her privileged. what is it her yeah she's privileged her godfather yes. is what is he like a I don't even know some she's a she's a debutante so yes yeah she went so to she, like finishing school and everything like that yeah so the vibe that I kind of got both that she was a hard worker and wanted to contribute. I'm not like saying that that's not true, but I also kind of got the vibe that this was like fun for her. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. Oh, like, <laughs> cause it's mm-hmm. not something she would ever normally do. So she's like, Oh, what an opportunity. And it's like, some people actually have to do this. They have to, like, they don't have a choice, but she's like, Oh, just, just do this fun thing for a little bit. <laughs> her friend, Sally sets her up on a blind date. Um, and it ends up being Philip of Greece, Prince Philip, Prince Philip. Oh, and he seems like a very sweet man, actually. Like, um, he like dares her to like go out in the outfit. she like had just come from work and she's like, if no man can love me uh, in this, like he doesn't deserve me, which yeah, Yeah. go, go for it. And it's her boiler suit. Yes. I picture like a mechanic like a mechanic. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, he dares her to go out dancing in that for the night and they seem like they have like a really great night and they're connecting. Um, they both sort of seem like, um, nomads, I guess, like they don't really Mm -hmm. have a place to call home. Mm -hmm. Um, they kind of just move wherever sleep on couches of friends and cousins and like her mother, um, has a suite in some fancy hotel by the sounds of it, which sounds pretty sad, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Philip talks about himself a little bit. Um, he is um, a soldier in the Navy. So he, um, but people are thinking that he is a Hun, which I'm assuming is like, um, uh the enemy um because his sisters are married to nazis which is Um, like don't do that stop mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah um and then philip wants to see osla again and she tells him to stop by anytime Mm, and then they have a little kiss they have a little smoocher yeah um but she's then we go oh she's already like she's already starting to be like very guarded about herself so I wonder what that's about like um well it kind of sounded like she's guarded but she was like she got a different sort of feeling about this guy yes yeah 
So I wonder if it'll talk about like, well, I guess I can understand why she feels that way. She doesn't really have a home, her no father, her mom's not really around. So I guess I can understand that. And she probably like, she grew up in that life where she would have watched like men try to take it because she's a pretty girl, like take advantage Mm -hmm. of her. And I think she just kind of like grew out of that. But mm-hmm. Mab definitely has some sort of traumatic background mm-hmm. that yes. we don't know about yet because that keeps flashing up. Mm-hmm. But anyway, speaking of Mab, we go back to her and she is on a train going to a post in Buckinghamshire. Um, she sees a cute girl on the train. Um, I didn't write it down, but there was like a gross masturbating incident and osla like calls the guy out and makes him feel stupid and it's funny and so but then we find out that it's osla we didn't know that mm-hmm. um and so then mab and osla meet and they find out that they're both going to quote station x and they end up at bletchley park yes that's um, how i would say it and it's quote a lunatic asylum so <laughs> that's cool <laughs> They like walk the grounds. They run into a guy whose name is Giles Talbot. Um, he brings them to meet Commander Dennison. He tells them that they are being recruited to the headquarters of GCNCS, which he says stands for Golf, Cheese, and Chess Society. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then they also find out that it's considered the most secret place in Britain. And that activities happen there that are crucial to the outcome of the war. And they have to like sign their lives away and promise not to speak about it or else like face a firing squad and blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of that chapter, they find out that the GCNCS actually stands for Government Code and Cipher School and that they will be breaking German codes. Kind of cool. And then we meet Beth. And her and her mother are required to billet two females, which is Mab and Otsla. And it seems that Beth is very shy and she's unmarried at 24. I wrote gasp, LOL. Gasp. <laughs> I'm, imagine I'm 32 and unmarried. Like there's no hope for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. What do they call them? Splinters? Splinters. Splinters. (laughs) You just live in the sewer with a bunch of turtles. Yes. 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 They're rats. Yes. Spinsters. Yes. Is that it? Spinster? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's me. Um, So the girls come to the house and then they end up kind of like sitting with Beth and chatting and that's cute. And you're like hoping that they all get along. All right, so now we're back to 1947, present day-ish. Um, and I, I'm just guessing that Beth is in the asylum at this point. We don't know who is in the asylum. Mm-hmm. Um, and Osla is thinking about how she did serve in the war, but she's unable to talk about it at all and how like unfair that kind of is in a way where like the men can say that they were off fighting for their country and people are proud of them. But the women that were like breaking the codes and whatnot just have to pretend that they didn't do anything. And they're like, just normal housewives. And that doesn't really like sit well with her. And I'm like, yes, girl, like, I totally Mm -hmm. understand that. That would be terrible. Like, Mm -hmm. but then again, you can't just run around saying that you were a secret code, like breaker. breaker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So she is deciding to go and talk to this quote other person who lives far away. Um, And it's kind of like she can kill two birds with one stone because she wants to get out of town for this wedding. Like she's kind of hoping maybe she's out of town. She doesn't have to go to it. Um, And then she can also deal with this situation that we don't know anything about, but has apparently risen. Mm -hmm. All right. Back to 1940 now. At this point, um, Osla and Philip are separated and um, she kind of talks to him in her head because she can't speak about what she's actually doing, though they do correspond via letter. Um, but she kind of gives him more of the details um, in this kind of thought process type of way throughout these chapters. Um, mm-hmm. She's telling him that she has a new job at Black Bletchley. Is that what, Bletchley? how we're saying? Bletchley Park. Yeah, sure, that sounds good. Okay, Bletchley. Um, <laughs> of course, she can't give him any of the details, but she's excited to serve and do important work. Um, mm-hmm. She then describes Mab. And she explains that she's billeted with her and she's absolutely divine and that they can never meet because she's sure that Philip would fall in love with her. I love how much, like how highly Oslo thinks of Mav. Like Mm -hmm. that's just so cute because the way that it was kind of presented, you'd almost think that they're like an odd couple. Like Mav is this super tall, like I think she's like 5'10 or 5'11 or something. Yes. like dark hair with severe eyebrows and it seems like Oslo is like petite and very like I don't know just it kind of painted that picture of opposites so it's so neat how Oslo is like you love her you can't see her like it's just cute yeah (laughs) she is put into the code breaking hut but in the filing section um and then she starts like wondering and second guessing herself like is this really the best use of her language skills but she decides to like kind of stick it out Mm -hmm. um And at this point, she's kind of like trying to um, diminish, I guess, maybe her feelings for Philip. He's just a boyfriend. It's nothing serious. Um, But deep down, like she knows that that's not true. But it's almost like she's trying to tell herself that just to maybe prepare for the worst. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's true. We find out that Mab has been assigned to a different hut and she's assigned to the decoding room and she's decoding messages. Mm -hmm. And it seems like everybody kind of just like learns on the fly there. Like they set them down and they're like, okay, here's your pile of work. And then you kind of ask the woman who's beside you and you're like, so what? And they kind of give you the (laughs) tips and tricks and everything like that. Um she's also though wondering about and worrying about Lucy back at home she should have um, insisted that she come with her and then we find out a little bit more of what happens um, in the huts at um, BP and she finds out a um, group of brainy boys aka boffins Mm -hmm. they find the key so that Mab's hut can decode the letter the like correspondence Mm -hmm. and then it goes into translation and analysis Mm -hmm. so it's like seems like 
one hut does one thing and like they don't all really talk to each other like she would not be able to know what's going on in another hut right but it sounds like they deliberately do Do it that way so nobody is knows too much about what's happening with you know the war yes Yes. yeah (laughs) um so we kind of also find out that mab is kind of i don't know if she's like actively like she's always like oh there might be a potential husband in here which i don't oh, know no, she is actively she... looking for a husband a hundred percent i so, wrote she is really hoping to meet a husband lol yes yes but at the same time she's like knows that she wants somebody who is like she's hoping that because these people are smart here that that'll provide her with an, a good husband quote unquote whatever that means right yeah but she still wants a husband <laughs> yes yeah I don't know. It's kind of weird, like her personality, because she seems so like independent, but she's like desperate for a husband. But I'm guessing just because it's like um, a status thing. Yes. Yeah, I guess. And maybe in the of the time, too. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, like, I think it mentions in the book talking about how you couldn't go to the doctor and have yes, the doctor take you seriously unless you had a note husband, from your husband your husband yes true fuck true. you that's yes. what i say and then also yeah. how like the doctor told a woman giving childbirth that sh- she was like over exaggerating or something yes cool. oh geez <laughs> so yeah so, of the time mm-hmm. mab meets giles and they and she just like makes up a literal a literary society right on the spot like <laughs> I just like that, that just so that she can like hang out with more guys essentially yeah. she's like tell tell the boys and yeah. tell them to come down to the pub and then i was like hey book club babe like hey. she's part of our group she is mm-hmm. um they describe beth as like a limp woman which and then they like yeah. try to like make her be a little bit more exciting and so they drag her out to the meeting I know. I love that. I was like, yeah. Um, so Beth is automatic, automatically, um, and right away anxiety ridden and afraid Mm -hmm. of her mother and Mm -hmm. insisting that she can't stay. And like, she's not a nice girl for going out. And then when she gets back, her mother ends up being disappointed and punishing her. Um, how much and, do you hate her mother yes oh my god garbage. so much so garbage much. garbage and then on the way back to bed on her way to bed after all that like having to hold out the bible for 20 minutes and everything like that well her mother she, literally pinches the insides of her pinch, arm yes yeah like uh, go fuck yourself <laughs> she Not can cool. hear yeah she can hear mabs and osla talking about her and mm how like nothing will ever change for her and that yeah she's kind of just a spineless spine yes yeah yeah. sad so then osla is thinking it kind of seems like maybe she's a little bit bored so she's like i need a project and then she (laughs) comes on beth thinking oh that would be a good project Mm -hmm. um so then (laughs) this was funny mab and osla are walking home and they're like walking in the middle of the street and a man almost run them, runs them over in his car. And he like, the girls end up on the ground. Mab's shoe is broken. Like, and these are shoes that she like polished every night. So it's like, yes, 
kind of shitty for her. And I get, I guess the guy's tire is flat too, and he doesn't know how to change it. So Mab changes the tire, which I'm just like, yes, girl, get it. Well, like whispering Um, to Osla, like, do you know how to change a tire? Like, she's just like, (laughs) (laughs) um, and then we meet Mr. Gray, who was the man who almost ran them over. He said, he says, thanks for repairing my tire and I will get your shoes fixed or whatever. And she's like, yeah, you better bitch. And then, um, Osla remembers that Beth is good at crosswords because Mr. Gray made a A mention about crosswords and chess or whatever. Um, and so then she thinks that she's well, what she does actually is she goes and she talks to Giles about how they should recruit Beth because she's thinking this would be the perfect way to get her away from her mother and like maybe get her just <laughs> like doing something else. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then after that, Beth gets summoned and ends up being hired, and she's like, What? No, I didn't think I was gonna be hired. And the guy's like, I know, well. Pretty much anybody gets hired at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so immediately she's panicking. Um, they're not supposed to take me. How did they even like get her name? Um, and then she is shocked to like they're filling her in, and it's like really overwhelming for her. Um, mm-hmm. like having to sign the secrets act, and then they call her code breaker, and she's like, What? I don't even understand. And then there's this guy who seems like very, well, we find out that he's very like disorganized and kind of like off the cuff and like emotional kind of guy called Dilly Knox. And he's just outside of, yes, there we go. And he's just like outside of this guy's office, Dennison's office being like, I need staff and blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, here, take her see how yeah, she works take her. yeah like, your birthday's yeah. now goodbye yes and um she knows that her mom's gonna be furious mm-hmm. and she learns that she's put into the cottage what which is crypt cryptography this dilly guy seems very discombobulated um but he like um kind of just sits her down again and like tells her to like start figuring it out and she they um, she figures out that the enigma machine is used to encrypt um, messages and like that's what the enemy uses and they think that it's unbreakable code but mm-hmm. wrong mm-hmm. so um at this point beth is starting to wonder like oh well if i don't like if i can't talk about this i wonder what Osla and Mab know because she knows Mm -hmm. that they work at the park Mm -hmm. um she feels like she's not smart enough um she's pretty much just really down on herself and um she's stressed out to be um outside of her routine but then the woman who's beside her in the cottage is named Peggy and she's Mm -hmm. just like um, Beth broke down kind of crying and um, Peggy's like who told you that you weren't smart and that's kind of how yeah, that no, chapter she ends. Tells, I was like yeah. thank goodness yeah 
I love that. And it really also gave, I thought, some like foresight into mm-hmm. the relationship with her mother because um, Beth actually tells Peggy that she'll hold them back and that she's too stupid and Mm -hmm. Peggy's words were really who told you that and I was Mm -hmm. like oh damn yeah like Mm -hmm. obviously it's her mother who's been feeding her all of that her whole life yes yeah like so sad so Mm -hmm. sad Beth goes home and her mom's giving her shit and Mab is eavesdropping and Oslo is just reading Philip's old letters and then Beth gets really pissed at the girls for giving her name for them giving her name to their work and it's kind of the first time that they see that she's got like a bit of a backbone mm-hmm. um, and, good, and for, then, good for her for sticking up for herself because she does make a really good point yeah like like who, you, you think for me now like kind of thing like who th- like my thoughts aren't my own kind of thing like you thought that yeah. anyways yeah and then I think Mab even says like like Oslo mm-hmm. was like oh shit I fucked up and he was like yeah you're treating her like how her mother treats her like mm-hmm. doing yeah. something for her making her yeah anyway mm-hmm. so Beth is struggling at work like she can't get the hang of it she is like if her self confidence was low it's our it's like even lower now because she just feels stupid she can't break any of the code like it's not coming together for her. And her mom also won't speak to her. And she's also handing over her entire salary to her mother. And her mm-hmm. mother's just like treating her like shit. Like that's a really toxic relationship. So I feel like that would just be like the cherry on top of the mm-hmm. ice cream. Yeah. Is that expression good. usually the cherry on top of the cake? It's, I think it's just the cherry on top. Oh, and I just thought it had to be on top period. of something. No, just the cherry on top on top yeah of the cake and the ice cream at the uh, same time yes so then she finally breaks a code and she Hell finds yeah. out dilly tells her that it's the best one that they've broken yet and so she's like on a high like hell mm-hmm. yeah get it girl mm-hmm. yeah. um and then Dilly ends up taking her to breakfast at his house. She meets his wife and she's just like excited to go back to work and break another code, mm-hmm. which yeah. is good. That was like a really, like, I feel like that was a really pivotal chapter in like yes. Beth changing yeah. who she is. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like, he like makes her, well, doesn't make her, but he's like, drink up and like pours her some gin and like, yeah. Yeah, and she does it because she's like, yeah, it's like almost like she's finally seeing like, oh, I am worthy of like these kinds of things. Yes, exactly. More than Um, just her mother's voice in her head. mm -hmm. Mab ends up getting her shoes, which were broken beyond repair, and so she gets these really lovely new shoes, which she's excited about. The Germans are starting to bomb London, which is really sad, and Mab is beside herself. Um, and she's not even allowed to leave to go check on her family. Uh Um, she ends up begging her mom to leave London and they get in fights about this because her mom refuses to leave. Um, and then she kind of makes, um, a reference to what she, um, what happened to her when she was 17, because she hasn't cried since Uh that time. So obviously, like, I don't know what's happened to me there. So that's something to keep a note on. Um, Uh So Mab is 
Mab is sobbing. Osla is trying her best to comfort her. Um, Beth even comes in and is not really sure what to do. But then at that time, I just had a thought. Do you think that Lucy, do you think that Lucy is actually Mab's kid? Oh, because there is a line where it says Mm -hmm. that her mom was pissed that they did like, they didn't need another child. And I read that a couple of times thinking, but you're the one that got pregnant. Mm -hmm. But now I wonder. Yeah, true. Because there is a really large age gap between them. Yeah. Yeah. She's in her twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, well, or maybe 18 or something. She must be in her twenties. Early twenties. Yeah. 17 to 18, 18 to 19, 19 to 20. I think Lucy's older than that though. Or is Lucy like three or two? I thought she was four or something, but I can't remember, but maybe that's a good point. Yes. Keep, keep, keep a little note. Anyway. Okay. So, um, Beth's not really sure what to do in this situation. She's kind of, I I would feel like awkward too, but then she blurts out that the invasion is being postponed. So then they all start like spilling their little secrets about what they know Mm -hmm. to try and kind of make themselves feel better about themselves Mm -hmm. and about the situation that they're in. And And it does help Mab. She does feel better. Yeah. And at that point, Mab says anybody who's like willing to risk their life, like they're my friend kind of thing. Um, So, so at that point, it looks like that's like really like the turning point of their relationship together. It sounds like, like from there on, they start to kind of like get a lot closer together. Yeah. I feel like that kind of just established like a a huge level of trust Mm -hmm. between them. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Beth recognized that Mab was really upset, had important information, gave it. And then they all Mm -hmm. were like, ah, like the floodgate had opened. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that I just want to note quickly because I thought it was interesting and so sad um, was that Harry reveals to Mab how people look down on him because he's not in uniform because he's Mm. this big burly guy like people think he should be like serving his country Mm -hmm. because they don't know what he's doing um Mm kind of goes with how Oslo was feeling after the war how she can't talk about what she had done or whatever yeah Yeah, um and then he said that they won't let him in enlist now because of all the information that he knows and it's so sad like yeah yeah. I just, I didn't, I didn't even think of that. Like you wouldn't, that's Mm-mm. not even something that you'd think about, but if he was captured by the enemy and like forced to talk and did, they'd be so fucked. Yes. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> For sure. Yes. That, that yeah. part was sad because I think he even said like grandmothers like spit at him and spit like on him when he has yeah. a son at the park or whatever, like, mm-hmm. oh, so sad. Yeah. All right. Now we're back to 1947. It's 11 days until the royal wedding. We find out then Oslo's engagement is for show. Um, she essentially just got is engaged to this guy because he was a friend and said, let's just get married. And she doesn't want to be known as the prince's jilted ex-girlfriend. So she thought it would be better if she had like a fiance. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> we also find out for certain that it was Beth who wrote the code. Um, mm-hmm. And in that code, she had said that they owe her where you're not really like sure what's going on there. And we also find out, this is like the big information, the letter that Beth sent says that there was a trader at Bletchley Park who was selling information during the war and she had proof of it. Um, And she had proof that it was someone in her section, but she didn't know who. And that person had her locked up before she could report it. So now it's like, Mm. who was it? Who? Oh my gosh. So we go back six years and now it's March of 1941. And now there's like a little gossip magazine on um at 
um, Bletchley Park. It's called Bletchley Blatherings and um, it's anonymous. So I'm like, hello, Gossip Girl. Yeah, XOXO. <laughs> yeah, um, which I, I'm assuming it's Osla, but I think we do find that out. But um, <laughs> we do. Are you just so yes. super intuitive? <laughs> I'm so intuitive. Um, so then, yeah, this part is really sad. We start off the chapter and like Osla is blinded by blood and like she's very disoriented and like trying to figure out what's going on. She's trying to get to the staircase. She's tripping over bodies. She's trying to like not recognize that it's bodies and um it turns out that the nightclub was blitzed while she was at cafe de paris mm-hmm. and um like um, everybody almost everybody around her is dead the man that she came like her friend that she met there um and was dancing with is dead um she mm-hmm. sees him um and then people start like looting the dead oh, um Somebody tries to take Philip's um, little brooch that he gave her. um, And then a good Samaritan kind of steps in and helps her um, fights off this looter and um, checks her over and tells her to like hold tight helps on the way. Mm -hmm. Um, But they pretty much say like, it'll take hours. So if you're okay, you should go home and then go to the hospital in the morning. But she's at this point then start really starts reflecting on what is home um she heads back and friggin Beth's mom (laughs) what is this and she's somebody's it's the guy's jacket who helped her and Mm -hmm. um it just says jpec cornwell inside the jacket Mm-hmm. Um, she can't, she's like walking and limping funny. Um, and she can't even bear to explain what happened and she's longing for something to call home. That's so sad. It is sad. Super sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of curious as to how that guy's going to come back in. Mm-hmm. Cause she does try like, he does come back again already, but like, yes, what's yeah. that going to be? And what we still got so be? much book left and I feel I like know. so much has already happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So then there, I think there's the little like Bletchley's blathering or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we find out that Mab had been dating a boy named Andrew and that he was also seeing someone else at the same time. So like mm-hmm. garbage that sucks um mab is switched to a different hut where she is running a bomb b-o-m-b-e bomb mm-hmm. bomb 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 roomba um Roomba. she's running this machine essentially it just breaks code faster she's struggling with it but she's doing it honestly sounds like a ton of manual labor and mm-hmm. like sore finger activities yes. and yeah. i don't know i wouldn't be for that but like you gotta do it's you gotta like do. a a room full of tall women they all have to be like over five eight to be even yeah. considered to go in there so yeah and yeah. like just sounds like a hot fuck with hard wires work. and like push yeah. stuff and whatever mm. um so she goes on her lunch break and they're reading this mm-hmm. book um the book club who they've now called themselves the mad hatters she's reading a book it's a book of poetry and she like throws it away and she i don't remember what she says but i think she's like no thanks or something yeah and then there's this guy there and he's like, oh, you don't like the book? And she's like, no. And she starts like criticizing it to him or whatever. And then it turns out that the guy, it was, so she's like, this guy looks so familiar. Like, I don't know why I know him. 
And then at the end, he like asks her out on a date and tells her that his name is Mr. Gray and that it's the guy that she met at the car tire changing, but also the author of the book she just <laughs> trashed. Uh-oh, whoops. <laughs> I love that. I love that yes. so much. And he still yeah. asked her out for a date. So cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Oh, geez. And then Beth's parents just seem like hopeless without her. I don't understand. Like they're both adults. Like I know. Beth, Beth is having to like fix her mo- and her dad. Oh, what are we going to do without you? Who's going to make your mother tea? And it sounds like her mom might be like a bit of, under the weather. But anyways, um, I think that her mom is like making it all up. Yes. Like yeah. Oh, probably. Oh, 100%. She she's she's like, like, I've crazy. got another headache coming on. Like, yeah do something about it yeah so she rushes into work late and then she um they start breaking a code and they find a message a a short message and usually they're a bit longer than this and it's saying um day this day like whatever the day um march i have it 20 yeah yes march 25th minus three days today today 25 march 1941 is the day minus three yes so they figure out that something is happening in three days so now they're like all systems go there's people who are out sick everybody like is called back in um they're working feverishly um and then um they call in harry which there's something going on between harry and beth i think like harry keeps i don't know but I Harry's know. Married, I'm curious so. about that. Yes, I've been thinking yes. about that. I've been thinking yeah. about it because somebody so, put her in the finger, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> um, so um, they find out they work as hard as they can until the very last minute and they put all their pieces together and they find out that the Italians are planning a major hit on the British troops in the Mediterranean mm-hmm. um, and they have nearly the whole battle plan. Um, and she had been, they'd all been like working around the clock for three days straight. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that is, she's exhausted. She's heading home and then she hears a little whimpering and she finds a little pupper and good for her. She's mine now. Yeah. And she stands up to her mom tells her mom off and says that she's keeping them the dog pushes the and bible the, out of her mom her mom's yeah. trying to give her the bible she's like no mm-hmm. no yeah i'm done yeah. good her mom's bye. pissed pissed and she's like this is my dog now bye mm-hmm. and the girls are listening and they're like sure hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah Beth. Look. and so then 1947 11 days until the wedding we find out that they're going to perform a lobotomy on Beth. It sounds pretty torturous at the asylum that she is at. It's all mm-hmm. very awful. Um, Osla calls Mab and says she's there. Mab's like, what the fuck? Um, she tells Osla she's like pretty much just a different woman now. Like she's got kids and a family and Osla's like, whatever. And so then they plan to meet the next day. <laughs> yeah. Back to 1941, Mab and Mr. Greg go on their date. Um, at first he's super quiet she calls him out on it because she's a badass bitch and I love it Mm -hmm. um and then 
he turns out telling her that he like doesn't like talking about himself but then they have a nice time and that's good the code breakers um they helped with the like none of their troops were hit in the mediterranean so the code breakers mm-hmm. did in fact get it yay mm-hmm. i was excited yeah. for them yeah. woohoo um Osla, oh, and then Osla now is trying to find the man who helped her at the club. She sends a letter to that man um, with the coat. Well, first she tried to send the coat. It got sent back to her. But then she finds, she thinks she's sending him a letter. So she sends him a letter. Um, she also asks for a transfer at work because she was like, I'm being wasted here. And she gets translated or she gets transferred to the hut where she's now translating the German, which is good for her. Mm-hmm. um she hasn't heard from philip in a while she's like kind of sad about it but again it's like that detachment thing like it's kind of like she's just like oh well it's all good mm-hmm. um then she talks a little bit about how it's sad that so many people are like need to die during the war and i kind of emphasize with her like she's a little like she's kind of sensitive in in that way but i feel like it's also like a much needed way because with war there's so much again just detachment of like Mm -hmm. yeah this is the enemy but they're also just like sons and dads and you know like they're actual people too so Mm -hmm. it was kind of nice to see that part of it as well all those Mm -hmm. sad we find out that osla is indeed the gossip writer Mm -hmm. um beth is and the rest of the people at the cottage are celebrating their um code breaking and um beth they ask beth to come to a dance that's off i guess um in town and they're like oh but you won't join and then beth's like yeah i will and so she goes and um they (laughs) they give her a big makeover i know i love that six inches off her hair that's a lot that is a lot and then they sneak her out and then um, Beth is kind of like regretting it as soon as she gets there. She's like sitting off Hold to the on. side. Before you, get, oh, sorry. before you get to the end, I just want to say that um, Beth keeps the dog and she names him Boots. Oh, yes. Boots, <laughs> yes. So cute. Yeah. So cute. Okay, um, carry on. So they, they sneak her out. She hates it at the dance. She's like, why did I even come? She keeps telling like guys no. And then Harry comes over. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And I love this. I do like this part, but Harry's married. So I don't know what happens here. Um, but um, they, he agrees, like he wishes they could talk about work. They wishes they, they were back at work. They really enjoy their code breaking. And mm-hmm. so they end up, he says, let's go dance so that we can talk about work. Which Because mm-hmm, no one will know. Exactly. They'll no one will ever hear them. In exactly so then they are dancing and whispering to each other there you go the end the end <laughs> the end, <laughs> the end. <laughs> i love how we're both just like <laughs> yeah so many questions but like i said oh, earlier we're still only one quarter of the way in mm-hmm. and so much has happened so many cues and no no a's yet no a's none whatsoever so I guess we'll have to see how that goes. At yeah, first, before yeah, yeah. we got to like the ending part, at first I was thinking that like maybe um, Beth was like the one who um, is marrying Prince Philip 
Like I thought maybe mm-hmm. there's gonna be like some like a love triangle or something, but now oh. obviously that's like not it. Like I was just trying right. to figure out like how does this Prince Philip thing come back around? Like, yeah, I, I want to know. know. I yeah, know. I want to know how that comes back around and how it actually ends, or if they just stop talking to each other. For yeah. sure, want to know that. And then at the Clockwell Asylum, they call Beth by a different last name called L- mm-hmm. Liddell. So I don't mm-hmm. know. That's something I don't know. And I don't know if they've said what Harry's last name is. They might have. Um, and then. Yes, it's like, I think it starts with a K or something. It's like a short right. crew. Right. Or yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're right. And then what happened to Mab when she was 17? And is mm-hmm. Lucy actually her daughter? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm pretty sure Mab and Mr. Gray got married. Like, oh, I'm just yeah, guessing, probably yeah. I'm pretty yes. sure. Hopefully, maybe because he seems we'll find nice. Out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah what do yeah, you guys yeah. think? What do you what think? Did, tell us? Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, tell us what you think. Okay, okay. Um, um we'll, thanks we will keep you any longer. Okay. Um, well, wait, wait, goodbye. wait. What are we reading oh. next week? Do you know? Oh, stop. We're reading um, twenty two uh, to. 22 to 40. Oh, let me find your post on Instagram. 22 to 43. 22 to 43 next week. Yeah. 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 See you there then. Okay. All right. See you there and then. (laughs) See you then and there. Bye. (laughs) Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.